welcome back to episode 9 of the Massive Attack Podcast, 12 Days of Christmas Specials. 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 I'm Joe, and with me is Mitch. Good day. And if you've got this far into day 9 and you don't really understand the premise, what we're doing is watching 12 Christmas-themed episodes over the 12 days leading up from from when we started till Christmas Eve. Yes. So, yes. So we've done a mix. We've done a mix in the past of nostalgia and fairly modern, and also going way back just for things that we've just discovered now. So, but this one is a nostalgia piece for both of us. I went and checked Google and just said Christmas episodes and wrote down a big list and there was a few that I highlighted on that list and I made a copy of that list because it's always good to have a copy. And there was Astro Boy had a Christmas episode and I, I've got a soft spot for Astro Boy. I, I assume you do too. I do. If you grew up like me watching the ABC on 5.30 or 6 o'clock? I think it was 5.30 because mm. wasn't the goodies at 6 o'clock? Depending on which period you're watching these things. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I thought, oh, it's a good excuse to dust off the old Astro Boy DVDs, which I do have. I've got the 60s TV show and the 80s TV show. And this is one we're watching today is from the 80s TV show, episode 13, in fact. That's right. And it's the Light Ray Robot, it's called. and it said it's a Christmas episode. So we started watching that just not long ago, and we're wondering where the Christmassy bit was. <laughs> It did show up that it happened to be Christmas Eve, and that was about as Christmassy as it got. Yeah, I don't think this is a Christmas episode per se. It's more of an episode that happens at Christmas. Yes. Which is like Charles in Charge was. Exactly. I mean, there's no Jesus motif. I thought it might have been, because the light ray robot is what it's called. And it starts off at a a robot competition. Like, who people present, presenting their robots and who's the best. Yep. And the one that wins is this light ray robot, which is an invisible robot that can only be seen under... Certain type of light? Fluorescent light? Something yeah, protophonic they, light or something stupid. They, like they shot, like, a few different lights from different directions, and then you can you see can it under that light. See him, otherwise he's... Visible. Yes, and he ends up being kidnapped or stolen or something. Yeah. I don't think he can kidnap something that's inanimate. <laughs> stolen then, yes. stolen, and by that nasty man skunk. If anyone knows their Astro Boy, he's a blue skin for no real reason. Criminal or mastermind of the show, an ongoing villain in Astro Boy. Yeah, so he's kidnapped. So he's got an invisible robot at his beck and call, going off stealing things for him. Yeah, so he makes him rob a couple of banks and goes to uh, a jeweler's and steals like a big ass diamond. Yeah, and, and for some reason he finds Astro. They have a chance. They have a meeting. Yeah, and have a chat, and they become friends because this is something that Astro Boy seems to do. No matter when he meets anybody, he's just instantly their best friend. And I said maybe that's just the way he's programmed. That he's yeah. programmed to be friendly with everybody. But, but it, Everyone loves him, which is great. I mean, I love him too. Don't get me wrong. Yep. They go off and if it was written by an American, I reckon this will be trying to teach them the spirit of Christmas because they sort of, here you go, and he's wearing a, um, okay. a trench coat and yeah. a hat, but he's got no pants. He's invisible. Kind of like so, the Invisible Man. Yeah. Riding tenaciously on the buttocks of Astro Boy, <laughs> flying around, <laughs> and they sort of go, the Christmas going on. So it's night time, it's Christmas Eve, there's all these people shopping and everything, and he's trying to sort of... And a band playing Christmas carols. Yeah, and he's trying to teach him. You know, like I said, if it was American written, it would really be pushing home the spirit of Christmas, but they don't actually do that. It just happens to be Christmas. And the kid's crying because his hat flew into the street so the invisible guy picked up the hat and gave it back to him and it's all well and good and then they call it a day saying that's great come to my place for Christmas tomorrow you're more than welcome because Astro is that friendly yep. and oh well and good he tells Daddy Warris now 
If you don't know Asher Waiwo, I'm explaining a lot of strange names at you right now. Daddy Walrus is his school teacher and neighbour and very pro-robot advocate person. I don't know why he's so involved with so many things when he's just his school teacher, but for some reason him and Skunk have a... He, Skunk rings him, rings Daddy Walrus and sort of taunts him by saying, ha ha, I'm the one with the light ray robot. I've been doing all this. Screw you, Daddy Walrus. Hell, why? He's a school teacher. Why is Skunk doing this to him? But anyway, so light ray robot turns up to Astro Boy's place for Christmas, which is great. And then Daddy Walrus turns up dressed as Santa and then gives him a necklace as a present and then sprays his legs red with paint so you can see him now. So he's sort of like, oh, here you go. Yep. I can find him now. And You're he's not invisible anymore yeah um and then he pisses off going oh no and runs away like you can see him running away because you can see his legs now yeah so and then they get hold of skunk for some reason and they arrest him and skunk's all haha you wait till midnight tonight he'll show you and then they find out just by exposition because the cop comes ah we've seen the light ray robot he's got a bomb <laughs> it's going to go off at midnight yeah, I don't so know everyone knows this <laughs> there's no real explanation other than the fact that it's just a little bit of a voiceover over one scene when they're standing in a forest and yeah. they just sort of go yeah he's he's got a bomb and he's coming back to they go oh we've got to find him house. we've got two hours then you get a montage of people looking for about 30 seconds and setting up this big ass gun big ass cannon and then Dr. Elephant looks at his watch and goes oh we've got two minutes it's like what happened <laughs> a lot of time and then they see him at the last second yeah and this little pair of field. red legs running through the snow and he's got this bomb I don't know why he couldn't get rid of a bomb I mean, Batman did eventually <laughs> twice <laughs> and, and then it's like oh no 10 seconds Astro goes to save him doesn't get there in time the big ass fucking cannon obliterates him and then they're in the snow because it's, it's Christmas and there's just this puddle of water from this cannon <laughs> and this bubbling water around this charred remains of the light ray robot. And Astro's crying and Dr. Elephant goes, I know you're upset, it's good to cry, but it had to be done. And Astro Boy's <laughs> like, I know it had to be done, it's just sad. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Obviously, we, we watched the version with English dubbing. There is, there is a Japanese subtitled like Japanese version with English subtitles floating around on YouTube. I, I, I think I'm going to have to watch it yeah. just to see what translates. I, I think maybe there was something lost in translation, but yeah, for me, it just seemed quite strange that this poor little light ray robot was doing nothing wrong and they probably could have stopped him before he brought the bomb you over. probably could have but yet the they bomb. Just, they just obliterated him, turned him into a puddle. A steaming puddle. And what a way to spend Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was like really uplifting Christmas special. Not the uplifting one I was hoping it was going to be like I said I, I have a strong nostalgia for Astro Boy and it's been a few years since I watched it i got to admit but I don't remember this episode to be honest and it was a bit not shit I'm not going to say that but it was a bit strange it just sort of things happen quickly and, and a bit shockingly for me so that's our, that episode over and done with now let's just talk about Astro Boy because well, cool. I tell you what there, there is one good thing about this episode and that's his sister Urine wasn't in this episode oh don't diss Urine no, I'm not a fan of Urine Urine oh. I don't know. I just found her to be quite an annoying character over over Astro Boy. But yeah, as you said, that that's the Christmas episode. Let's just have a little bit of a chat about Astro Boy in general. Now, I've got to say, I love this show as a kid, and I still do. Like yep. watching it again today, and it was on DVD, so it was good quality. It's a bloody good looking show. Um, I mean, it's only nineteen eighty three, so it's not that old. Yeah, but it's it's beautiful. 
Yeah, I I have fond memories of watching this when I was a kid. I've never gone back and tried to watch the 60s stuff. I know you've got that on DVD. I've got it. I've never watched it. It's just a nice thing to have on my shelf, basically. But Yeah, I remember quite a few years ago, we actually went to an exhibition they had at uh, the National Gallery of Victoria, where they had a lot of uh, Tezuka's work on display. And yeah, just how much depth there was to it. Like, I, I, I knew Astro Boy. I didn't know any of his other stuff. But like the Lion King's ripped off from his work. Kimber. You don't know yeah. Kimber? Well, Kimber, I, I did remember Kimber, but I didn't remember that it was by the same guy that did Astro Boy. But yep. yeah, there was like scenes from like his comics of you know the, the dad lion holding up the, the cub, which is almost identical to that scene in The Lion King. Mm-hmm. But he also did a really good version of the story of Mozart. Yep. So yeah, it's like a very prolific artist. Oh, he's ridiculously crazy. I've got... Um as Tezuka's works, I've got all 19 volumes of Astro Boy, and they're probably about 120 pages each. Okay. I've got all eight volumes of Buddha. He did. He told the story of Buddha in comic form, and they're, they're about 300-something pages each, and I've got all eight volumes of that. He did another one called Phoenix, which I don't have, which was something like 12 volumes. He did the Kimber stuff, which is the cartoon. Yeah. I don't think there's a manga to do that. But the guy's prolific. I mean, he's dead now, unfortunately, but I mean, he yeah. had a good life. But he, he, the amount of pages of work that he wrote and drew is ridiculous. Yeah. To be happy just to have Astro Boyandi about is one thing, but he did that. He did uh, Black Ace. There's so much work, and he is the he's the Walt Disney of of Japan. Yeah, like he he invented Astro Boy and a few other cartoon or manga characters, and in the same way he he was inspired by Walt Disney with the design work and the way he drew his Astro Boy and his characters. Yeah, but in the same way he sort of pioneered animation, and you could say that modern Japanese animation or anime is strictly followed on from what he pioneered back in the sixties through the Astro Boy cartoon. Yeah. and like you said the, the animation on this for, for 1982 some of it was like really good like those opening credits just with Astro Boy flying through the buildings and it's the buildings like coming at him yeah, yeah. it is yeah. and you think around that same time you had Transformers He-Man Hanna-Barbera which I've talked about in the last few days as being pretty crap as the animation style yeah this is nice and clean and beautiful lines where He-Man was rotoscoped so you've had they've animated over video of people walking or talking and moving yep so it's good nice animation in that way but then you what they don't rotoscope is obviously of a lesser superior than the rotoscope stuff yeah where exactly. this is just amazingly clean lines yeah yeah mm. but I mean, there's some memories I have this of the cartoons that I I don't know if you... I asked you before, you don't remember the Pluto comic with the world's... I don't, no. There's, it was a two-parter and it was the world's strongest robot and there was a robot that was going around killing the other strongest robots in the world, like the seven best. And Astro was like number seven. And this one robot was turning up and just destroying them and it was just full on and ripping robots apart and vicious and nasty and something. But creepy at the same time and Astro was... It's good, but something that they brought out, the uh, manga artist, what's his name... Uh, pronunciation is great Naoki Urasawa in the last couple of years he released a I think it was eight volumes called Pluto and it was essentially the Astro Boy story but told in from a different point of view from a detective's point of view not the Astro Boy robot okay and it's just a more realistic look at it like they're all robots and there's one robot killing all the others but it's great it's dark it's nasty and 
I can't recommend it enough. If you want to check out a really good plot and story and a, sort of an analogy for weapons of mass destruction as well, as it's called Pluto by um, Naoki Urasawa. He's the guy who also did 21st Century Boys and Monster, if you know your manga. But anyway, okay, check that out. But do you have any fond memories of the Astro Mind? I kind of remember there was... I'm not sure if they were bad guys or good guys, but they were like the, the robot Vikings or something. And so I just, they'd link together and become a centipede? Possibly. I just remember team. they kind of... Yeah, the, yeah, they were a football team. Exactly. Yeah. And just oh, they got the, the way they ran. Yeah. And they had the, a real sort of like... Yeah. yeah. A good good animation of the way they That's ran. That's the nastiest episode. Really? Because Maybe I should go back and watch it again. Gets thrown through a window. Yeah. He's okay. Canine defenestration. That was my name in prison. <laughs> uh, no, but it was nasty because they pick up this little helpless dog and throw him literally, you know, along a few stories up through a window and it's like he survived. But it was... I remember being traumatised as a kid by that. Everything else can happen, no worries. You can take the light ray robot and turn him into a smouldering mess in the snow. But don't fucking touch the dog. All right, that's, so that's t- tying is. that back into our normal podcast, kind of like in Snuffbox. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, well, that's some nice fond memories about Astro Boy, an episode that was not really a Christmas special, but close enough for, for us. And a good way to look at day nine of the Massive Attack podcast Christmas specials. Getting close. Yes. So, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got a couple more animations lined up for the pipeline. Possibly looking at Invader Zim tomorrow. Maybe. Yes. Well, I think that's what we're going to look at tomorrow anyway. But we've also got a couple of other ideas coming up too. So, stay tuned. We'll be back tomorrow with episode 10 of our Christmas specials. Until then, thanks, Mitch. Bye-bye.